Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This is the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. Who's the best trash talker you encountered in the NFL? Shannon Sharp, when he was with the Broncos, mm-hmm. when I was with the Seahawks, at one point he told me, we were playing in Seattle, he's like, Chad, after this game, I'm going to your reptile store and I'm burning it down. <laughs> <laughs> what was your response when he said that? It was so out of context and so <laughs> shocking to me. It was on my mind for the rest of the game. He penetrated <laughs> my, my, my shield of invincibility. <laughs> what? And as soon as the game was over, I had to call somebody in Colorado and be like, hey, man, make sure you go to the store tonight. And Shannon Sharp and his people... Don't burn my store down. <laughs> he penetrated my, my, my shield of invincibility. We're so juvenile. Along with Chad Brown, I'm Freddie Coleman. Welcome to the best show on your radio. You know it better as Freddie and Harry. Thank you very much. Presented by Progressive Insurance. Appreciate you joining us on the ESPN app. Series X and Channel 80. And always tell that smart speaker of yours to play ESPN radio. We can promise you that Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports betting analyst, she joins us each and every week about around this time to get you ready for the weekend. She is not going to burn your money down. <laughs> She's all about trying to make sure you have more money when it comes to NFL Week 6. She joins that like is my goal. That is her goal, and she, uh, she accomplishes that goal each and every week. But you're a Philly young lady. Phillies up 2-1 oh, yeah. on the Braves. I, I mean, great. speak it's on great. it now. The floor is yours, Aaron. Speak on it. It's great for the city of Philadelphia, but as a Philadelphia fan <laughs> – we all know how this goes. So okay. they're looking good for right now. Hopefully they knock the Braves out and that'll be great. But you got to win it, you know? We, we came so close last season. We, right. still, we still know what happened. So. Yes, yeah, I get it. But you got to keep the faith. <laughs> I'm pessimistic in, so that I don't have my own feelings hurt. Okay, that sounds good. So <laughs> let's move on to why you're really here. We really fandom for another day. Chiefs are double-digit favorites tonight against the Denver Broncos. When you yeah. saw that line, what went through your mind? I'm not surprised by any means. The only thing that's a little bit surprising is that the line isn't moving around whatsoever on Caesar Sportsbook. Like, typically you'd think, okay, this line's going to get longer because most people are going to start betting this number up, but we just haven't seen that. And then in terms of the total, it's pretty high. It's sitting at 47, and I will say primetime unders are crushing it, 11-6 and six to the under so far this season. Okay. And over the last five seasons, primetime unders have been really profitable. But I will say, I mean, the Chiefs, they've won 16 straight meetings against the Broncos, 9-5 and five against the spread, but the Broncos have covered – three straight meetings of four of the last five. So the way that I would play this game, rather than looking at the 10.5 points, because it is a lot of points. It feels too easy for the Chiefs. And obviously the Broncos, they haven't covered a game yet this season. So not only are they bad, they're also not making us money. (laughs) I look at them in the first half and take them plus seven, if anything. They're three and two against the spread in the first half this season. And if you look at Russell Wilson's NFL ranks this season, in the first half, he's first in completion percentage. He's fourth in total QBR fourth in yards per drop back, and these dropped drastically in the second half, where I'm talking completion percentage 31st, total QBR last, yards per drop back 25th. So this team's a little bit different in the second half, and you always worry about that backdoor cover, or you just worry about the Chiefs taking off in the second half. So I'd look at the first half and play the Broncos plus seven. All right, Aaron, you just ran down some of those Russell Wilson numbers, and his numbers haven't been so bad uh, as comparison to their record, which is awful. How do you think (laughs) Russell Wilson plays tonight? Yeah, it's funny that that's the conversation, and a lot of people are talking about that across the network, which is true. I mean, he ranks – 
ninth in yards per attempt, and the numbers haven't been as bad for him. It's just the defense has been tragically bad. So my best bet for tonight, because it's going to be a player prop, is Russell Wilson to go over 19.5 rushing yards. I think he takes off in this game. Last year in two meetings, which, again, it was last season. It's not not everything is comparable, but he did have 42 rushing yards per average against this squad. He's also averaging 6.6 rushing yards per attempt. That's the third highest in the league for a quarterback, and the Chiefs defense ranks 18th in rushing yards to opposing QB. So I do think we're going to see weather play a factor in here as well. It's going to be super windy in this game. Russ is getting such bad press right now with the Denver Broncos. He's going to take off if he needs to, just like he did against the New York Jets last week. Obviously, that wasn't the best outcome for them and whatnot. But at the same time, I do think that he's going to have to take off in this game. And the Chiefs aren't most likely going to limit him at times. So it feels a little bit low at 19 and a half. So I would go over that. Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports betting analyst. Hit her on Twitter, Aaron K. Dolan. Joining Freddie Coleman and Chad Brown on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Now we get to the Dallas Cowboys. I know you've probably been salivating ever since you saw that final score on Sunday. Say, I can't wait to just dig my spurs into Freddie Coleman and his Cowboys. They, well, they don't stink, but they stunk last Sunday. So, oh, okay. okay. They also lost to the Cardinals, too, but that's you're a whole other conversation. Right. I, I, I'll, what? I'll take three and two, no matter how bad it looks, then 0 oh and 5 when it comes to Carolina Panthers. Yes, so I yes, yeah. All right, but you're comparing the expectations of a Carolina Panthers sure. team At this to point, a what, Dallas Cowboys team. Aaron, what, you're what, what cornering do, yourself here. Aaron, what do I still have to go on right now based on what I saw last Sunday? But realistically, yes, in yes. terms of the Cowboys the 49ers playing the Chargers, are legit. The 49ers th- there's legit. no doubt about it. Cowboys still aren't legit in my opinion. But what do you think about them going forward? He got a Monday night game against the yeah. former offense coordinator and Kellen Moore of the Chargers. Yeah. Uh, so, unfortunately, as a Phillies fan, Philadelphia fan, I should say. I do like the Dallas minus two. It's going to be one of my best bets. Well, now I'm afraid now. Thanks. No, it is. No, no, they're (laughs) going to do good. I think they're going to bounce back in this spot. The issue with the Cowboys is how they've been playing on the road in comparison to how they've been playing at home. So this is another road game. They're averaging 22 points on the road compared to 34 at home. Opponent points per game is 23 on the road compared to six and a half went home. Now, of course, it it depends on the competition, but this is just one of those spots where people are going to overreact to what they saw. So the line was minus three Dallas, and it continues to move in favor of the Chargers because everybody's thinking, oh, my goodness, look what happened against the 49ers. So was it an indication that this was just a terrible loss, or is it the 49ers are just really, really that good? Mm -hmm. The Dallas Cowboys just dropped the ball. I think it's more of that. I don't think the Chargers have played any good defenses. They've won the past two games. Congrats against mediocre competition. So this is going to test them absolutely. And Dallas, after what just happened in primetime, I don't know how they couldn't cover two points on the road. We're not talking like a seven-point spread here. Two points against the Chargers, you should be able to do it. All right, Aaron, let's keep it in the NFC East. The Eagles are playing the Jets at MetLife. How do you think this one shakes out? Um, so I will say with the Eagles, the interesting thing is every time we look at these lines, they move in favor of the other team. So everyone keeps thinking the Eagles eventually they're going to drop a game. They're not going to be right. good. But in this spot in particular, the one thing I really like is Philadelphia first half minus three and a half against the Jets. I think they can jump out in the first half of this game. The Jets have not covered the first half spread in one game so far this season. And also, something I really take into account that maybe others don't is the time of possession. So Philly ranks first in time of possession. They can slow down the game if they need to. They can speed it up. And then you have a Jets team that ranks 28th in time of possession. So I expect the Eagles to really be on the field in this one and just be able to get those points up. More specifically, though, in the first half. You always worry about that backdoor cover with the line being at 7. Right. Um, and just, who knows, maybe Zach Wilson somehow in some shape, way, or form shows up. Highly doubt it. But I would look 
look at Philly in the first half, minus three and a half. And I will say on more other books aside from Caesars, it's already up to four and a half. Aaron Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst, joining Freddie Coleman and also Chad Brown and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. We got another London game, the Baltimore Ravens going across the pond to take care of, try to take care of the Tennessee Titans. We saw how it didn't work out in terms of the Buffalo Bills going across and losing to Jacksonville Jaguars. How do you think this one shakes out between these two? So this is so interesting because I liked the Jags to upset the Bills. You and the did. reason yeah. being was because the Jags had two weeks adjusted to that time zone, whereas the Bills were coming off an emotional game against Miami. They were flying across the pond. They almost won the game in the fourth quarter, to be honest. So it wasn't that far off. But now you have two teams going over there, coming off a loss. The Ravens, I, I, had this, I'm, I feel like I'm flexing on this, but I'm really not flexing. I had the Steelers winning that game as well. I gave that out as my dog of the week. But mm-hmm. that was because it was a divisional matchup. Now that they're playing against this Tennessee Titans squad, they should be able to roll in this game, fix what they need to. I know it's over in London, but at the same time, you have to take into account that both these teams are coming off a loss. And Lamar Jackson was turning the ball over like crazy last week. It's not going to be as bad as that. And this defense, the Tennessee Titans, that is, isn't as good as some of the competition that the Ravens have been facing. Should the Ravens technically be 5-0? and Yes, they should be. But this is one of those spots where I don't think you need to overreact to what you just saw last week. All right, I always find the spread to be quite fascinating. Who is not making us money this season in terms of the spread? <laughs> and who could actually turn that around? So the Giants, 0-5 against the spread. Turn around with everybody in the production room right here. 0-5. Yeah, that's a them problem. That's not a me problem. Handle <laughs> you that, have Devin multiple teams that you root for. Exactly. Uh, and they're better than the Giants, both yes, of them. So the Giants have not uh, covered the spread. Neither have the Carolina Panthers, not surprising. Falcons and Patriots have just uh, one cover so far this season. But the one game that stands out to me, and look, I know the trends about Mac Jones is an underdog. He's terrible. Right. But I would go with the Patriots and take the points against the Raiders. Really? I don't. Yes, I would. Even though the Patriots, and they rank last in points per game, points per drive, offensive EPA, but look at who they're playing. The Eagles, the Dolphins, the Jets, the Cowboys, the Saints. They're playing legit contenders. They have the hardest schedule going into the season. We've seen that. If they're going to be able to keep stay in any game, it has to be against this Raiders squad. Right. And for Bill Belichick's sake, after last <laughs> week, what we saw against the Saints, that poor man, um, something's got to happen. It was not only that loss, but the week before the Cowboys, they lost 38-3. to This has been, like, tragically, tragically bad. But the Raiders, limited rest. We know the team won Monday night, but it wasn't a huge win. They don't put up a ton of points. They can keep this one close, at least keep it within the three points. So hopefully the New England Patriots can at least cover the three points for us this weekend. That's the one I would go with out of all the um, contenders who haven't been making us money. You're not feeling sorry for Bill Belichick, are I you? kind of am. I mean, really? yikes. Really? Why? I mean, evil empire? No, I just... Darth Hoodie? <laughs> I don't know. Because when you see somebody for so many years dominate and then get to this bad of a point, it's mm-hmm. kind of like, damn. Really? You know? Wow. Why? Why you have no sympathy for people? Are You're you not kidding? empathetic. I, I'm empathetic, but to certain people, I'm okay. not going to be empathetic well, to Bill your, Belichick. I can, t- I can tell on your face. You don't I, like I just Bill think Belichick. he's what's been your... a great coach. There's no doubt about it. There's there's absolutely you, no doubt about that. Are you fired that. up like the Tom Brady conversation versus no, Bill? Or are you not, just no. you're just over? You think Bill shouldn't be in the league? No, I didn't say that now. But I, I think if this continues down that road, the way the pages are playing, mm. that he may not have a job next year. I, I'm going to be empathetic to people that show empathy to other people. Oh yeah, and he doesn't. He nope. Chad Brown just related a story how Bill Belichick cut him and he didn't stop to eat while he got rid of Chad Brown. Those are the kind of people I don't have empathy and sympathy for. So if this is if his house is going to burn down like I'm this, go. so be it. Yeah, so, so be it. So be it. All right. Yeah, but empathetic? No, yeah. not doing that as far as that goes. I mean, we beat them in the Super Bowl, so I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> out. That's enough. Get just out. Saying. 
I was going to see you. It's all I have to say to Patriots fans. <laughs> Never forget. Yeah, and they always yeah. hit me back with, look how many rings we have. It's like, yeah, whatever. All you got to say is you're one versus their oh, running one. It doesn't matter. Ours yeah, was more fun. One. Yeah, Ours yeah. was more fun. Well, compared to Boston <laughs> fans, I don't doubt that at all. She is Erin Dolan, ESPN Sports Betting Analyst. A great follow on Twitter at Erin K. Dolan. Always had always happy to have her here each and every Thursday this time on Freddie and Harry. Aaron, thanks so much. We'll talk to you soon. Amazing. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Aaron. By the way, he's Harry Doug. In for Harry Doug, it's Chad Brown and Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry and ESPN Radio, presented by Progressive Insurance. Saving you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. All you have to do is visit Progressive.com. And it's okay not to have empathy for certain people. And I don't have empathy for Bill Belichick. Yeah, I said it, so there. I'm Freddie Coleman. He's my man, Chad Brown, and for Harry Douglas. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry, presented by Progressive Insurance on ESPN Radio. And believe me, a lot of people worried about the empathy when it came to the Seattle Seahawks about to play the Cincinnati Bengals. Well, they were able to get past that. People wondering about them. No Russell Wilson last year. They made the playoffs. Everything's fine. This Bengals team, last couple of years, Chad Brown, they got an AFC Championship game. Had a slow start this season. I don't, want, I don't want to say that they've turned the corner yet, even though they won against the Arizona Cardinals. But they did look a lot more like the Cincinnati Bengals team I thought I was going to see at the beginning of the year. I will agree with you on that. I think Joe Burrow is slowly getting that calf up to 100%. Uh, this Bengals team, they had such promise going into this season. And to get off to the rocky start, losing three of their first four, mm-hmm. uh, man, I, it was. I think it's easy to, to write them off. But I believe they are talented enough. There's enough of a championship pedigree in that locker room that it's far too early to do that. I'm not making any playoff predictions just yet. True. But I'm not willing to put them in the in the discard category just yet. I, I would say this. If they had lost to the Arizona Cardinals, yes. I did not think they were going to make the playoffs. There's no doubt about that in my opinion. But now – all of a sudden, you look at them, they're in last place in the division, but there's a game separating them between Pittsburgh at 3-2, and two, Baltimore at 3-2, Cleveland at 2-2, and two, and Cincinnati at 2-3, and three, but at least they have a one-game winning streak. Now, to come to the Baltimore Ravens, that's a different deal because a lot of people are wondering, okay, what is going to happen with Lamar Jackson? They have not looked the way we thought they were going to look so far, even though right now they are definitely 3-2 and two and near the top at the top of the AFC North. Lamar Jackson still feeling pretty confident no matter what kind of struggles they've had offensively so far. I believe we we headed to the right track. Each and every week we've been having explosive plays, but we haven't been consistent, and that's the biggest emphasis for us right now. And I believe, you know, Sunday it'll be a lot of explosive plays, and hopefully we'll be consistent. We haven't had that before. You know, it was the first time it happened. It happened in a rival game where we didn't want it to happen. I believe our guys locked down right now, and they're going to be better, so will I. I, I. I don't have any doubt about him being better because, and I was watching first take today, and Chris Canty said that Lamar Jackson has to do more, and Dan Olowski replied, let me see, he's on – pace to throw for over 4,500 yards and 36 touchdowns. What more do you want him to do? And Chris Candy said, hold on to the football. And Dan Olowski said, you could say the same thing to his wide receivers. And that's where I landed because they were giving it to the Pittsburgh Steelers last week. Up 10 to nothing. Look like Pittsburgh's not going to get their way out of that. Then receivers got in touch with the inner Kadarius Tony and started dropping the football over the place. And then you blinked your eyes. You look and Pittsburgh won a game that they had no business winning. I don't know how much more you can ask Lamar Jackson to do any quarterback needs other guys to step up. You can put the ball out there, but if guys aren't catching the football, Chad, I don't know how much of that should be placed at the feet, that blame game when it comes to Lamar Jackson not being up to snuff so far. 
I think you got to go full Giselle here. You know, Lamar can't throw the ball and catch the ball, just like Tom couldn't throw the ball and catch the ball. Well done by you. So, uh, yeah, Lamar, I think, has been playing quarterback at a level where I would expect him to be a playoff team. The rest of the offense needs to find a way to step up to his level, match his level, so they can take advantage of this window while they have it. And Baltimore knows that. And I'm glad you mentioned about the window when they have it. And you know this from playing 15 years in the National Football League, especially more than ever before. The NFL is not week by week. If anything, the NFL is second by second. And any window you think you have can get really, really small really, really quickly. That's why I looked at Cincinnati last week and I said, man, if they don't beat the Arizona Cardinals at one and four, that's going to be very, very difficult to jump over three teams in front of you and find a way to not just win that division but get into the playoffs. If you're the Baltimore Ravens, now that you have the best weapons that Lamar Jackson has ever had, now he knows and understands, even though he got his money in the offseason, he's got a long-term contract, Chad, he knows that he better be able to make this work sooner than later. That's why he's letting people know, like, look, it's just week five. We're going to be okay. We're going to be five, fine. Guys are locked in. We're going to make this happen, not to your expectations, but to our expectations. Because Lamar Jackson clearly knows you can be near the top on the top one day, then an injury or two, and then you're looking like the Buffalo Bills wondering exactly who's going to play defense and having that offense trying to overcome that after what happened last Sunday versus Jacksonville. This is the NFL. You live and die with every single week. A game in week five is going to have reverberations all the way to week 15 later in the season. So each week is critically important. To your point, each game is critically important. Second by second is important. So the, the, the tide of momentum, of confidence, of swagger, uh, of all those things that get you going in the right direction, get some, uh, some some rhythm behind yourself, that can turn very quickly. So while the window is open, while Lamar is passing the ball exceptionally well, you got to take advantage of this from a receiver standpoint and help your offense out. Somewhere Patrick Mahomes of Kansas City, who by the way, they kick off week six of the NFL tonight against the Denver Broncos, is saying, y'all are giving me that business week one. Saying, are we going to find our stride? Has the league caught up to us? championship windows they better look out and then you look up and Kansas City is 4-1 and tied for the best record in the AFC with the Miami Dolphins it's amazing how those kind of conversations and it also depends on the team depends on where they are to me everybody's still chasing Kansas City they don't have to admit it but they are I don't care if you're Miami I don't care if you're Buffalo I don't care if you're Baltimore I don't care if you're Jacksonville I don't care if you're the Chargers everybody's still chasing that football team and even they were feeling that heat after losing by one point to the Detroit Lions. So Patrick Holmes like, look, Lamar Jackson, Joe Burrow, I don't want to hear it. I've been going through this for the last five years, and I went through this in week one. If you don't find a way to get your team right, that's why Lamar Jackson said what he said. He was not going to dominate his receivers who were not catching the football. He was saying, it's my job to get everybody locked in so we don't have a repeat of this, and this we don't have back-to-back losses as we go across the London to take on the Tennessee Titans. That is as, as imperative as anything else, making sure the right guys understand exactly urgency matters more than ever before in a second-by-second league. That's the NFL. I might have a little pushback on your, on your Chiefs claim. Go ahead. You Go know, ahead. The, the Chiefs have played what? They've won four games. They lost. They won the one point to the Lions in the, in the season opener. Mm-hmm. But outside the Bears game, they have all been one-score games. Okay. Uh, we saw what happened last year with Minnesota with all those one-score games. They were all on their side. 
This year, Minnesota ain't winning those one-score games. So the one-score games just opens up that possibility of a lesser team beating you. The ball bounces funny one or two plays, and suddenly you find yourself on the losing end. So I'm looking for the Chiefs to get back to their standard of play, not playing down to the level of the Vikings, playing down to the level of the Jets, playing down to the level of Jacksonville. No, play to your standards, your levels, what we saw you do in that playoff run last year. Don't limp your way through this. You cannot fast forward through the season and get to the Super Bowl. You've got to earn your way back there, and I think there's still a little bit of a Super Bowl hangover okay. hanging around in this Chiefs organization. It's fair to say that, especially when, based on what you just said about a Super Bowl hangover involving the Kansas City Chiefs, and maybe this is just me. Maybe I have way too much faith in what Andy Reid does, what Patrick Mahomes, and what they've been able to do. Because time and time again with the Kansas City Chiefs, where people are – Buffalo Bills is going to be their time. Cincinnati Bengals are going to be their time. And yet for five straight years, they played an AFC championship game, and it took a superhuman comeback, or in my case, a superhuman collapse by the Kansas City Chiefs to lose that one. And they were a couple of plays away from beating the Patriots, an all-size penalty, and then another penalty that happened against their football team. I just have way too much trust and belief, and you're not saying you're wrong, Chad, but I have way too much trust and belief that, yeah, one-score games now, but they're not losing those games. They're finding a way to win those kind of games because we know the narrative would sound like if Kansas City had gone the other way and lost a couple of those games and they're two and three, then that conversation ramps up by saying, okay, what's wrong with the Kansas City Chiefs? I just have way too much trust and belief in that football team based on what I've seen when it comes to what they've done in the past. He's Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Hit him on Twitter, Chad Brown 94 I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for hitting me on Twitter at Coleman ESPN. Thanks for being a part of Freddie and Harry. You can always join the conversation anytime you want to Dr. Pepper call on line at 888-ESPN, 888-729-3776. There's a team in the NFL. I call them bloodthirsty pirates, and they have not one of the best defensive players. They have one of the best players, period, in the NFL. The outstanding linebacker, Fred Warner, will stop by and we'll have a conversation with him next. So keep it here on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And boom! Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle tonight la quinta tomorrow you shine book direct at lq.com
Along with Chad Browning for Harry Douglas, I'm Freddie Coleman and Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Oh, thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, as well as telling your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Yes, Harry Douglas and I had a great conversation with a guy who's not just one of the best defensive players in the league. He's one of the best players in the league. Fred Warner, the outstanding linebacker of the San Francisco 49ers. I know, yeah, we talk about his team beating up in the Dallas Cowboys and also his response to Micah Parsons saying, if and when we meet again, that's going to be different. That's how that conversation went with Fred Warner, the San Francisco 49ers. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman together on Freddie and Harry presented by Progressive Insurance. Thanks for joining us on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app. Sirius XM Channel 80. Don't forget about us and tune in and always tell that smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Fred, I mentioned you're not one of the best linebackers in football. You're one of the best defensive players in football. I also understand because I get the sense this is something you've thought about for more than a minute. You had an interesting way of preparing to play the Dallas Cowboys. You wanted to destroy them 42-10. to 10. I read that you carried a footbound around all week. What was the thought process to do something like that to get ready for the Cowboys? Yeah, man, it, it was something that uh, I, I kind of incorporated. My, my, my guy, Quan Alexander, when he came in in, uh, in my second year, he was the one who, who kind of brought that to the team, to the defense, uh, doing that. And I hadn't done it in a while. And then we didn't get any uh, takeaways in Arizona uh, a week ago before the Cowboys game. And, you know, I, I just wanted to have it on my mind. You know, I wanted it to be on all of our mind on defense because I knew in order to beat a really good football team in a big-time game that we had to take the ball away, whether it be me, whether it be anybody on that defense. And so for me to get two uh, for the defense and for the team, it meant, it meant the world. Yeah, you was all over the football field. Eight tackles, one sack, a forced fumble, an interception. So taking the ball away is exactly what your defense did, what you did specifically but, Fred, man, take us through your mindset when you're on the football field because I'm watching you and I'm seeing it in your eyes that, you know, you're head hunting out there. See ball, mm-hmm. get ball. As coaches used to say when we was playing Little League football, you see them over there, you go get them. There's no ifs, ands, mm-hmm. and buts about it. And there's none of that about when it comes to your game as a defensive player. So take us through your mindset when you're on the football field and you're attacking a ball carrier. Yeah, man. I mean, once once I have that helmet on, I got that that Niner jersey on. In between that, in between the white, I feel invincible. Honestly, um, you know, it's it's a mindset of I'm always needed at the football every single play, and being in the in the middle of the field at the start of every play, I'm able to get to every ball on almost every single play that the offense runs. You know, and I, I'm I'm taking it upon myself that I'm the one who's going to have to make the play on any. It doesn't matter if it's the first play or the seventieth play. You know, I got to make sure I'm, I'm, like you mentioned, I'm hunting, hunting the football up, giving great effort, playing and play out, um, you know, and that's that's what creates big plays. 49ers All-Pro linebacker and NFC Defensive Player of the Week, Fred Warner and Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. Despite what you did to the Dallas Cowboys, Micah Parsons, a star like you, just won't stop talking. When he was on his podcast, Fred, he said... George Kittle had three touchdowns on us, and he posted this thing to IG. He said, F Dallas. I just feel like he's making it more, way more personal than it had to be. Kittle's my guy, but I'm going to say this. Laugh now, cry later. We got something for that. Just trust. If we see them again, just trust. And we're going to put it just like that. I ain't going to put too much on it. You're going to make it personal. We can make it personal. That's cool. When you heard what he had to say, what went through your mind? You know, Micah uh, got a lot of respect for him. Like, uh, amazing player, defensive player of the year candidate. Um, you know, and honestly, I can, even though it may sound silly, you know, like him saying that after the game, I mean, I can respect it from a from a leader and, and a competitor standpoint that, you know, if you, even if it may not be true, let's say that that's obviously wasn't the case this past game, 
if they go into their next game thinking, oh, you know, we just got blown out, we're not the team we thought we were, is that really going to be helpful for them moving forward? I, I don't think so. I think, you know, for him to say that, I think uh, allows them to maintain their confidence and move on and move forward uh, from this game, you know, regardless of if it's true or not. I, I, I can respect it. Be honest, though. How much are you guys laughing out loud? You said, that dude just got beat by 32 points, and he says they're not that far behind our football team. <laughs> hey, like I said, you know, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not the one to sit here and say if it's true or not. You know, you could probably guess what my answer would be, but uh, you know, hey, more, more power to them boys, man. I hope they, I hope they bounce back. So, Fred, man, I, I got to ask you about your quarterback, Brock Purdy. Before the season started, man, I, I was a guy that was really vouching for him because what I seen last year, Kyle Shanahan do from a head coach perspective and also the offensive play caller was take the shackles off Brock Purdy and do something that I didn't see him do with Jimmy Garoppolo or Trey Lance, and that's just let the kid go out there and play the game at a high level and be instinctive and do what he does. And you look at last week, 17 for 24, 252 Mm -hmm. yards, four touchdowns the week before, only having one uh, incomplete pass. What about the growth? Talk about the growth of Brock Purdy from year one to year two. Yeah, the growth has been – Insane. I mean, you talk about how hot of a start he had last year coming out, uh, you know, in that in that Dolphins game at home off of, a, you know, Jimmy G getting injured and being prepared for the moment and then moving forward, not losing a game the whole regular season. And the way that he was able to play the position, even with how teams were playing him as a seventh round rookie, you know, just the poise has been unbelievable. And now moving into this season, you know, people want to continue to try to try to doubt him or try to put limits on him. Mm-hmm. He's the perfect franchise quarterback that you would want in terms of delivering the football downfield when it's not there, not trying to force something, being able to take what the, the defense gives him, protecting the football, the ability to uh, move in the pocket, you know, the escapability, everything that you want. You know, like he has, every, he has it all. And people want to obviously put doubts on him only because of where he was drafted last year and being such a young quarterback. But, as long as he continues to put it on tape, man, I, I think you know you, you have no no choice but to uh, but to see it. Mm, the fantastic Fred Warner, forty nine is linebacker here on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio. One thing I've noticed about your team, and Harry, back me up on this. I call you guys bloodthirsty pirates. You're brutal. You're cruel. Sure. You're efficient. Sure you go did. into the town. You get rid of the sheriff. You take the saloon girl and go about your business. I love the way you guys do that. But a big part of that is that you guys have not taken in terms of football practice out of football because it was mentioned on Sunday Night Football that you and Christian McCaffrey, you guys had your battle in training camp. Fred, with everybody trying Mm -hmm. to limit practice time or hitting time, you guys are the opposite of that, and it works for you. Why do you think people don't adopt the way that you guys have been able to practice that gets you ready to play football by practicing football? Yeah, I mean, honestly, there's there's no shortcuts to success, um, especially in this league. Uh, This game is such a such a violent game and you know as much as I hate to say it like people do get injured but you still have to practice hard in order to build a college for yourself throughout the season because you can't just go into a week you know there might there may be a team that's been practicing harder than you all all season long and you meet that team you can't all of a sudden say you're going to get up for that game you gotta you gotta be the same person you've been all the way from the beginning and that's what we pride ourselves on you know we never have to get up for a football game we're always going to be exactly who we are we set the standard for what uh, Niner football is, and that's what we're just going to continue to do week in and week out. You guys have a big game this weekend versus the Cleveland Browns. They had a bye week. 
this past uh, week, and I actually called their game versus the Ravens, and I know they have a bad taste in their mouth because they just didn't play up to Cleveland Browns football and what they had played previous in the other games. When you look at this offense, what do you think is the biggest challenge when facing them right now? Yeah, I mean, obviously the question right now is, is what, what's going to happen at the quarterback position for our game. But I think what is the the biggest challenge for us is the run game. I think they're ranked fifth in the run game right now. They're going to be committed to it. they got really good running backs, a great offensive line, <clears throat> and different ways that they can attack you in that way, you know, and they're going to commit to it. So when you have such a great defense on the other side that allows you to run the ball, um, you know, a lot, of, a lot of times throughout a game. And so it's going to be our job to obviously try to stop that. You haven't had a chance to play in Cleveland, but not everybody in your immediate family can say the same because your wife, Sydney, she was a part of Cleveland while on The Bachelor. Did she give you any kind of tips to succeed? Because they get medieval in that stadium when it comes to supporting the Cleveland Browns, Fred. Yeah, you know, this will be my first time out there. You mentioned it. My wife's been out there uh, for for the TV show she was on, man. And uh, unfortunately, there wasn't fans in in the stands for her to give me a little uh, feedback for what the fans are going to feel like, but right. I'm excited about it, man. I've heard great things about uh, about their stadium, about their fan base, and how uh, how rocking it gets. And I, you know, we we accept that challenge, man, and we're gonna we're gonna embrace it. Man, that's gonna be a fantastic game Sunday in Cleveland. The Cleveland Browns will host the San Francisco 49ers noon Eastern time on select ESPN radio stations. And Fred Warner, not just the, maybe the best linebacker in the league, one of the best players in the league, the All Pro linebacker. Outstanding stuff from him from the 49ers. He joined us here on Freddie and Harry. Fred, you got a great first name. You know, I'm a big fan. So keep with the great work, my friend, and good luck with the rest of the season, okay? <laughs> you got it, man. Appreciate you guys. By the way, when it comes to Fred Warner, the conversation that Harry Douglas and I had with him yesterday, and Freddie and Harry and Chad, you played that position. You understand a guy like that can be a rare bird, but based on what you see, why does he continue to play at that high level and you never have to take that guy off the field when it comes to Fred Warner of the San Francisco 49ers? Uh, you know, I think his college experience at BYU uh, – made him very comfortable with the nuances of the passing game. He may be the best pass coverage linebacker in the league. Not that he's, you know, not good at blitzing the passer as well right. or playing the run. He can do it all. Plays physical, plays fast, plays fierce, plays smart. Uh, but I think that college experience made him a great cover guy. Mm-hmm. Now let's face facts. That San Francisco defense is pretty talented around him. And if you're an opposing offensive coordinator and you're trying to figure out who to take away, do I try to take away Nick Bosa, who might kill my quarterback? <laughs> or do I take away Fred Warner, who could slow down my passing game? You know what I mean? It's a bit of a pick-your-poison. And, and, and I say that not to take away anything at all from Fred Warner. He has earned and deserves all the accolades he gets. But let's face facts, when you are playing on that talented of a defense with that many playmakers, it's very difficult for them to focus on one guy and try to take you away. One play that stood out for me on Sunday night where – Brandon Cooks is one of the fastest players in the league. And Warner was literally step for step with him in coverage, where he anticipated where the route was going to be. And Brandon Cooks couldn't shake him. I'm thinking, all right, now you're just showing off. <laughs> Having a linebacker of a wide receiver like that. All right, we get it. That's a tool in your toolbox you can use. But that was just showing. But that shows how impressive that he can be no matter what the coverage is with San Francisco. Oh, absolutely. And to your point, you know, obviously the receiver is faster than the linebacker, but the linebacker knows the route, has watch tape, anticipates what's going to happen. Then the athletic gap between those two becomes much, much smaller. Right. Fred Warner studies tape maniacally. They That San Francisco defense forces people into certain things offensively. Mm-hmm. Fred Warner is very used to that. Once they 
got the opponent where they want them, then the game can becomes very predictable for that right. 49ers defense. And guys like Fred Warner can do remarkable feats like that, which may have been trickier yeah. on, on a lesser defense. No doubt about that by the Craig Larson. He really enjoyed that interview. He hit us up on Twitter at Coleman ESPN and at Chad Brown 94 saying, great interview, guys. Thanks for that. By the way, if you missed that interview, just download the podcast. Just go on ESPN app. Go to ESPN Radio. Check out the podcast. Click on Freddie and Harry, and there it will be for you. Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. Joining me, Freddie Coleman, on Freddie and Harry. Aside from Aaron Rodgers' injury that happened in the fourth play of the season for the Jets, what has surprised you the most through the first five weeks of the season? Week six kicks off tonight with the Denver Broncos in Kansas City to take on the Chiefs. Join the conversation right now to Dr. Pepper call in the line. Triple H, say ESPN, 888-729-3776. Other than Aaron Rodgers popping his Achilles in the fourth play of the year for the New York Jets, what has surprised you the most through the first five weeks of the NFL season? Check in now at 888-729-3776 and be a part of Freddie Harry Nation with Freddie coming to Chad Brown on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. The Freddie and Harry Podcast. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? <laughs> Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jet's signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jet's Pizza. Better because it has to be. With everyone fighting for attention, how can your business stand out and connect with customers? Easy. Get Constant Contact. Constant Contact's award-winning marketing platform has helped millions of small businesses stand out, stay top of mind, and see big results. Fast. Constant Contact makes it easy to promote your business with powerful tools like email and SMS marketing, social media posting, and even events management. With Constant Contact, you'll reach new audiences, grow your customer list, and communicate more effectively to sell more, raise more, and fast-track growth. Don't know much about marketing? No sweat. Constant Contact's writing assistance tools and automation features help you say the right thing at the right time, every time. Plus, you can send with confidence, knowing your emails are actually reaching your customers thanks to Constant Contact's best-in-class 97% deliverability rate. Tackle any challenge with Constant Contact's expert live customer support. Plus, everything's backed by their 30-day money-back guarantee. So get going and start growing your business today with a free trial at ConstantContact.com. Just go to ConstantContact.com right now. Constant Contact, helping the small stand tall. ConstantContact.com. Aside from you-know-who's injury in the fourth play of the year for the New York Jets, what has surprised you the most of the first five weeks of this NFL season? 
Chad Brown in for Harry Douglas. I'm Freddie Coleman. Thanks for joining us on Freddie and Harry on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, and tell your smart speaker to play ESPN Radio. Can't wait what you have to say about this and a Dr. Pepper call in line at 888-729-3776. We'll get to your calls in a couple of seconds. But Chad Brown, five weeks of the NFL season, taking out the most Jetsian of Jetsian things in history of the Jetsian franchise. That happened with Aaron Rodgers being injured at a fourth play of the season, out for the year. What has surprised you the most through the first five weeks of this NFL season? I'm going to go with my Patriots. I, I did not have yeah. them being a great playoff team. I didn't have them making a deep run. There was no expectations like that. But for them to be this bad, and for that offense to score lower points every week of the season, yeah. starting off with 20 in the opener, down to zero last week, I've got such a respect for Bill Belichick. I did not see how this would be possible for the guy who I regard, who I regard as the greatest coach of all time mm-hmm. to fall this far this quickly and have essentially no answers that I could see anywhere on the roster. Yeah, no doubt about that. Still one game shy of 300 wins for his Hall of Fame coaching career. He'll try to do that again this Sunday when his Patriots take on the Las Vegas Raiders. But let's hear from you. Being part of the Dr. Pepper call in line, 888-729-3776. James, in the great state of Utah, what has surprised you the most in the first five weeks of this NFL season? The Indianapolis Colts. They're 3-2 and two through five weeks. They won four games last year. Anthony Richardson just got put on the IR. Now you got Gardner Minshew going back home in the week six. If they have some, if they find a way to win this game and go four and two, sitting at first place, I think the rest of the league is going to have to start to take notice, don't you guys think? I agree with you because the defense has been better than advertised, and they picked the perfect backup in Gardner Minshew, who knows this offense with Shane Steichen, the former offensive coordinator of the Philadelphia Eagles, now the head coach chat at the Indianapolis Colts because they've been able to plug him in. He was able to have them come back and beat the Baltimore Ravens, so you don't want to lose Anthony Richardson but they got the perfect Robin to that Batman at quarterback with a guy that's been around the block or two in the NFL and Gardner Minshew. Yeah, when the question was put out, I was thinking about a negative surprise, but I would have to agree with, with James. The positive surprise of the Colts, what they've been able to pull off. Anthony Richardson has yet to finish a game mm-hmm. as an NFL quarterback, yet they find themselves with a winning record. And to your point, I think Gardner Minshew is a guy who could shoulder the load for the four- to eight-week window where Anthony Richardson is going to be out. So, yeah, i got to put the Colts in a positive surprise category without a doubt. John from the Palmetto State of South Carolina. John, what has been the biggest surprise through the first five weeks of this NFL season? Well, the Browns, who made a deal with the devil uh, to get <laughs> Watson, uh, they lost Chubb, and they're going nowhere. And my other hometown city, since I was here, when Panthers were born, they drafted Bryce Young. And Stroud, of course, is doing better, and Bryce is not going to get bigger. He might get stronger and faster to keep up with everybody, but he ain't going to get taller and bigger. It's my two teams. Uh, Help me. (laughs) Well, he's right about C.J. Stroud because people wanted, okay, you know, C.J. Stroud making that jump up. He has been really, really impressive because he still doesn't have a quality offensive line or prerequisite weapons around him. And yet, he's been as accurate, even more accurate, Chad, than anybody could have imagined when it comes to C.J. Stroud, the Houston Texans. Being a rookie quarterback is incredibly difficult, particularly guys who are drafted as early as C.J. Stroud was. So to come in, become the face of the franchise, deal with all that pressure, all the media scrutiny, yet find a way to improve your game from where you were 
in your last uh, game as a college player to now you're an NFL quarterback, and particularly accuracy. Accuracy yeah. is, I think, some one of the more harder skills for a quarterback to hone, particularly making a, a big of a jump as C.J. Stroud has made. I'm very impressed with what he's done. And then for D'Amico Ryans, the new head coach mm-hmm. out there in Texans, to be able to put a culture and a, and, and a structure in place that allows C.J. Stroud to be successful, because we've seen – quarterbacks come in, get sacked 60 times their rookie year and never be able to recover from that. Mm -hmm. And they're they're never able to get back on a franchise quarterback track. C.J. Stroud is playing well enough where I don't think that kind of thing's ever going to be a part of the question. See, that's one of the biggest surprises to me so far. The fact that the Houston Texans actually look like a football team. (laughs) <laughs> look like a quality football team. And I didn't think I would see that this soon, even though I had a lot of faith in D'Amico Ryans and what he was going to do to have that really to be imparted this quickly and guys believing that message and taking it out there. That's one of the biggest surprises to me so far in the first five weeks of the NFL season. Robin, Michigan, biggest surprise in the NFL the first five weeks of the season is what and why? Uh, for me, it's how anemic the New Orleans Saints are on offense. You've got Carr, Kamara. Shaheed, Thomas, Olave, and every once in a while throw in Taysom Hill. How are they not running up the scoreboard on people? It's a fair question because you're right. This team coming in, you would think they would be averaging a little bit more than what they've been averaging so far, especially they get Evan Kamara back, so that's going to help the offense. But at times, Chad, they have looked anemic, especially inside the red zone, a team that I thought would be so balanced offensively that it would be hard to defend and hard to try to slow down and stop when it came to the Saints, especially with that kind of defense that they play. I think there's a reason why the Raiders moved on from Derek Carr, and I think there's a perception that Derek Carr is perhaps greater than he is. I think his time with the Raiders and now this early start of the season with New Orleans proves to me in my mind that he's okay. a quarterback who's just good enough to get you beat. Good enough to get you wild with the potential and possibilities, but not good enough to carry out that that potential and those possibilities. Yeah, by the averaging 19.2 points a game, the defense is only giving up 15.2 points a game. And they had a game where I know he got injured and Jameis Winston came in, but they had no business losing that 17-0 lead to the Green Bay Packers part of their start. You're hoping that the offense, you're a Saints fan, will be able to come around. Keep weighing in at triple eight, say ESPN eight 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 seven two nine three seven seven six. What has surprised you the most in the first five weeks of this NFL season? And are the Kansas City Chiefs part of that surprise, good or bad? We'll get to that next on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Thanks for listening to the Freddie and Harry podcast on ESPN Radio. You can also listen to Freddie and Harry live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and on Sirius XM Channel 80. You can also watch and listen on the ESPN app, the Freddie and Harry podcast.